Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, broadcasting live from Capitol Ale House here in Innsbruck as I'm here every Monday live from 12 to 3 p.m. recapping Saturday's college football action, the Sunday slate in the NFL, and previewing Monday night football live and local here in Richmond from 12 to 3 p.m. And I started the show today by recapping the Commander's overtime loss, but you guys, how we normally like to start the show, we're going to do that right now with the Sports app. Here it is, everybody. Clearly, this is the future. Stats, scores, highlights. Are you serious? Wi-Fi plus 3G, 64 This one, this one. The Sports app. All right, pretty good game tonight from MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey with the 2-1 and one Seattle Seahawks traveling to face off against the 1-2 and two New York Giants. Geno Smith, 736 yards, four touchdowns on the season to just one interception. The Giants, you know, they've struggled this year and have not been as good offensively as they were last year. Still pretty solid defensively. The line is Seattle minus 2.5. We'll preview that game coming up a little bit later Uh, but as we look back to the Sunday that was the NFL we have to talk about that Chiefs win on Sunday night football but Zach Wilson was solid 245 yards two touchdown passes including one to Alan Lazard it looked like he was running the Aaron Rodgers Jets offense and if he did not have that crucial fumble in the fourth quarter I think the Jets could have surprised everyone and won that game as the Kansas City Chiefs went up 17-0 Travis Kelsey was open every single snap then all of a sudden the TV started showing Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey was covered the Jets made a Swift-like comeback there but fell short 23 to 20. The 49ers go to 4-0 with a 35-16 victory over the Cardinals. A big game from Brock Purdy. Bigger game from Christian McCaffrey. Four total touchdowns. 106 yards rushing. Caught the ball as well. Uh, Cowboys destroy the Patriots 38-3. Patriots in serious trouble here. Mac Jones just does not look the part. Chargers go for it twice on fourth down in the fourth quarter to defeat the Raiders 24-17 moving to 2-2 two two on the season. C.J. Stroud 300 yards passing helps the Texans defeat the Steelers 30-6 and another big game was the Bucks 26-9 victory thanks to 246 yards and 3 touchdowns from Baker Mayfield he is baking, he is killing up there in Tampa Bay and the Bucks are on top of that division with a 3-1 record but when we recap the Commanders' overtime loss to the Philadelphia Eagles. We're all frustrated. So was Ron Rivera. Let's take a listen to the head coach after the game. You seem frustrated by, was it just the ending, the outcome, yep. or was something else The outcome, else the ending. It's a hell of a football team we played out there. Mm-hmm. But I think we had a hell of a football team in this locker room. You know, our guys came and they played their asses off. They deserve some credit. Mm-hmm. We're going to learn something from this, but again, that's a hell of a football team we played against. Yeah, he also you know, said to reporters, look, He didn't want to use the term moral victory, but in his quote, he did. He said, there's no moral victories, but this will help us going forward. This is a help us going forward Monday on the fan. Here's quarterback Sam Howell after the 34-31 defeat. You know, obviously I had a bad bad performance last week, and, you know, I kind of just put it behind me and just said that wasn't me. Um, And so I just try to come out here today and just be, be myself and be who I am and try to give this team a good performance out of me. 
Yeah, you got to be happy for the play from Sam Howell, especially that final drive to lead this game to overtime. The star offensively throughout the game, though, was the Eagles' killer, Terry McLaurin. Started the game hot, finished it hot. It just felt like anytime they threw the ball, he was going to come down with the catch, and I still think his foot was in bounds. But anyway, here's wide receiver Terry McLaurin on the play of his QB1, Sam Howell. What do you think of Sam bouncing back from the Bills game? Uh, I think that's what he does, honestly. Um, you know, I think it's because he's such a student of the game. He's a quick learner, and he learns from his mistakes. And, um, you know, he's still not going to be a guy who's going to be shy to push the ball down the field. And I think we saw that today from him, and even he used his legs when he wasn't there, when the uh, the, the play wasn't there. So uh, I'm just proud to see the way he's growing. We're going to continue to grow with him, uh, try to make the tough plays for him. Um, but it's really cool to see his maturation process coming game after game. Over to college football here on the Sports app. So not not any upsets here as Georgia gets a good victory over Auburn, 27-20. That was a, a, a fun game, but my goodness, Brock Bowers. Draft Brock Bowers, commanders, please. Eight receptions, 157 yards. The tight end was incredible in that one. Michigan cruises to victory 45-7 over Nebraska. Texas blows out Kansas 40-14. Six-rate Penn State moves to 5-0 after defeating Northwestern 41-13. Washington moves past Arizona. They're 5-0 on the season, top of the Pac-12 at 31-24 in that one. USC and Colorado battle back and forth. Shador Sanders trying to lead Colorado back from behind, but a little too little too late as Caleb Williams. Six touchdown passes and 48 points helps USC stay unbeaten with a 48-41 victory. Uh, Notre Dame, great game from Notre Dame. It was a back-and-forth game there, but they get a fourth-quarter comeback and defeat Duke 21-14 thanks to that final drive by quarterback Sam Hartman. Locally, in the ACC, you have UVA falling to Boston College 27-24. to Tony Musket did look good with 247 yards passing and three touchdowns. I would have liked Anthony Calandria to play that game, though. He's your future as the Hoos now move to 0-5 on the season. The Hokies, though, get a much-needed victory at home Saturday night in Blacksburg, sold out for the whiteout effect. And the Hokies looked the part. 38 points on the board. Offensively, they ran for 199 yards exactly. 199 yards on the ground. Tootin ran for 109 of them. I mean, Kyron Jones was running. Shades of old school Michael Vick and uh, Tyrod uh, Ty Taylor with the quarterback's ability to run and set up the pay play action pass. Big win for the Hokies as they now face off against Florida State this Saturday. Let's move over to the NBA. So, big story in the NBA is today is media day. So, the big trade last week was the Milwaukee Bucks uh, getting Damian Lillard. They send Drew Holiday. Uh, he bounces around and ends up in Boston. So, media day today, and my biggest takeaway was Nikola Jokic walking in. He's the two-time MVP. He's coming off of a championship for the Denver Nuggets. I've got them going back-to-back -back this year, but he's not happy at all. It was like he said, basketball is job. 
Everybody else is saying basketball is life. No, Nikola Jokic, it's just a job. It's something that he does five or six days a week when he's not horse riding and hanging out with his family. Washington Wizards media day today. Craig Hoffman there for the Team 980. You can tune into that on the Odyssey app to find out the latest with the Wiz. This should be a fun season for the Wizards. Not saying they're going to match last year's win total of 35 wins. I'm probably guessing they'll win about 34, maybe to 36 this season. But you're going to score a lot of points offensively. Jordan Poole is going to put up 30. Kyle Kuzma is going to have a ton of games where he scores 25 to 35 points. Um, Daniel Gafford, injury to start the season. Yeah, he injured his shoulder in training camp. He will miss the first two weeks of the regular season. Um, so we'll be following the latest of NBA Media Day. But the big story there, obviously, is Damian Lillard dressing up in a Bucks jersey. What's it going to be like to see him alongside Giannis Antetokounmpo? And speaking of Giannis, want to mention this. All right, this is a little teaser stuff. Netflix. We got Netflix coming up next year. I finally watched the Giannis movie on Disney Plus called Rise. It's excellent. Everybody should check it out. It is an inspiring story of his family. I believe moving from Nigeria to Greece, uh, they were struggling to find jobs, doing everything they can to make some money, and Giannis then gets drafted to the NBA. The rest is history. We've seen the story. He wins a championship with the Bucks and might win another one this year alongside Damian Lillard. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio on The Fan. Welcome back. What up, what up, what up? It's AWOD here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, always available around the country on the Odyssey app. Download it today for free. Just search 910 The Fan to hear me from 12 to 3. It gives you the ability to rewind, run some errands, pick up right where you left off. We've also got the podcast of the show. It's available on Spotify, iTunes, and more. Just search AWOD Radio to hear each hour or best of AWOD Radio. It's a full hour best of that we post every single day available for you on your drive home at 4 p.m. So we've been talking a lot of NFL throughout the show today. Mentioned on the sports app today is NBA Media Day uh, around the country, which is always exciting. was one of my favorite events to go to and cover uh, for 106.7 The Fan in D.C. when I was working for the Junks. But I didn't want to switch it up right now and go through all the latest movie news, TV, movies, podcasts, and more. Anything Hollywood and entertainment on Netflix. Netflix, the best of streaming services, TV, movies, books, podcasts, and more. We've got you covered on Netflix. All right, so speaking of the NFL, we do have an update on the story involving the movie The Blind Side. Remember, Michael Orr was in a conservative ship with Leanne Tui and Sean Tui, as you might remember, or was very upset after he was the inspirational for the movie The Blind Side, and he thought the Tui family had taken advantage of him as a teenager. So he filed a petition in August to terminate the near 20-year conservatorship, claiming he was tricked into giving up his decision-making rights and had thought he was being adopted at the time, right? Well, you know what happened is, or is secretly uh, seeking the money he believes is owed to him, and he filed this. Well, the judge has dissolved the conservatorship involving Michael Orr and the 2E family. He is now 
able to collect his own money. The two E's didn't contest ending the conservatorship. Uh, they're, they're basically splitting ways here. I, I doubt he's going to be having Thanksgiving with that family anytime soon. That story came to us today from the New York Times. Um, so other news that I want to get to here on Netflix today is obviously the writer strike ended last week. And because of that, shows like Jimmy Fallon, the late night show, are going to be returning this week. Um, and so that that's good news there. Uh, but we'll find out what's the latest with the actors uh, coming up here, obviously, in the next few days. I wanted to get to my reaction to the movie Rise. All right. This is available for everyone for free right now on Disney Plus, and it's the story, obviously, of Giannis Atentiacumpo. After I watched the movie, I've been pronouncing his name incorrectly. It's Giannis Atentiacumpo, and that's part of the interesting storyline in this uh, movie here is that nobody really knows how to correctly pronounce his name or to spell it, and they give him the wrong name on the jersey, and that's the jersey that he's worn ever since then. Uh, but they emigrate from Nigeria to Greece. They're struggling to care for five children, five children had to leave one of them in Nigeria. And, and I got so interested in all of the uh, Atentia Kumpo, or should I say Adetia Kumpo brothers in this movie. I loved the actor who played uh, Thanasis, who's his older brother. That was Raul Agata. He's two years older than Giannis. And in the movie, they make you seem like he's the star that should have gone to the NBA. He was so much better than Giannis, but you know what? Giannis did not give up. He would hit the courts every single night. They would play through rain, snow, way too hot weather to be out there. It didn't matter. And, and I loved how this family stuck, stuck together, and it is truly an inspirational story. It felt like anytime they were close to getting out, something would go wrong. You know, the government would be on them. The police would try to track them down. They didn't uh, weren't accepted to play in Spain because they didn't get a work visa. And it came down to one time in which the agent for Giannis is able to get him uh, a chance to play in front of a lot of big scouts. He dominates, and he gets a call from the U.S., and they say, hey, come to America for the draft. And I didn't realize if Giannis hadn't been selected in the first 17 picks, they said he wasn't going to be picked overall. I mean, this guy was raw as hell when he was drafted. And if you remember his rookie year, he was super skinny, looked like he had just learned how to play basketball, great defensively, could block shots and, and uh, protect the paint, but had no moves offensively. Still think he doesn't have that many moves offensively, but now he's an MVP. He's a world champion. He just got Damian Lillard. Everyone should check out this movie. It's given a 7.1 7 uh, on IMDb. I'm going to give it the AWOD ranking of 4.5 joggers. I have been in a sports documentary phase. I loved the LeBron James movie, Shooting Stars. This was right up there with that. Um, I mean, it's really inspirational. It makes you want to go and pick up a basketball and play. Uh, it makes you feel for the Giannis family and, and how the fact that all of his brothers now, four of them, are in the NBA or in the G League. It just shows you what hard work looks like and what you can achieve if you have the kind of work ethic that you're going to try hard every single day. Uh, it's just a really inspirational story. Stubb, I know you're not the biggest sports fan out there, but I need you to watch Shooting Stars and Rise and give me a book report on both of them because I want to kind of compare the two between Giannis's story to Rise to Fame and LeBron's. They're both excellent films. Well, I, 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 I'll never say no to a movie. 
So there we go. I will put them. I will see if I have the time. Yeah, I know. I do you do you say no to homework? That's the question <laughs> I'm asking you. <laughs> we'll see. You did graduate from Virginia Tech. How many years did it take you? Did you do it, it in four it years? It was four. It was four, which is crazy because right. I changed majors halfway through. Really? Yeah. You didn't want a super senior year? You no. could be still living up in Blacksburg. You could have been at the game over the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I have the money for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> is the big well, thing. Now you are here in Richmond taking homework assignments from AWOD. Yeah. Well, I, did, I did do uh, some homework you assigned me, and I watched the first season, of, uh, first episode of Survivor. Ooh, okay. And you, you were not lying. These people <laughs> are bad. <laughs> They're such quitters. Yeah. They're crybabies and quitters. And and shame on you, Jeff Prost. You're an executive producer on this show, and you let that crap get viewed. This is supposed to be the season where everyone in the country becomes a Survivor fan because there's nothing else to watch because the strike, even though it's about to end. But... It's an hour and 30 minutes of boring. Now, you got to watch it later, so you didn't have to deal with the horrible commercials that no, they were putting out there. No, it was only an hour. Uh, yeah, because of the fluff, footage, right? Yeah. But, my goodness, it, was there any good part? I, I guess I'm a fan of Austin. Maybe that's it. I I mean, I think there's something a little special about having the worst team ever assembled <laughs> for Survivor. I, I think watching Yellow Team, Lulu, uh, a fail, and just yeah. that guy that couldn't climb a ladder... I know. I know. The, the as soon as they showed like, him and they said content producer, I was like, oh, my God, this loser's got no shot. <laughs> Vote him out immediately. Well, that's bold of, bold of you who some might call a content producer. <laughs> uh, that is very there, true. There was a true. shot of a girl, like, sweeping the ground for their campsite. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's, I, I loved it. And the, the, the lady who got out was a therapist, and, and it, she was not – I would not want her no. as my therapist. Here's the thing. Here's what I'll say. She was cute, and she had great makeup, and I think the reason she left is because she knew as soon as that makeup washes off, she's not going to look as good. She literally said, I just want to sleep in my own bed. Lady, this is Survivor. Yeah, what You're did supposed you... to sleep on the ground for 38 days and win a million dollars. Shame on the producers because all she wanted to do was post that she was on Survivor, and she might go down as the worst Survivor castmate of all time. Yeah, of all time. I think that's fair. I just yeah. it it showed the little thing that she was a therapist, and then it had at one point she said to someone else that she couldn't stand to be around people that were negative. Yeah. Like, that's your job. <laughs> She's not good at it. Anything else you wanted to bring up on Netflix today? Uh, we can uh, we can go over the box office from this weekend uh, real quick. You yeah. will be surprised. Number one, Paw Patrol. Is the it Mighty a horror movie? movie? No, it's Paw it's Patrol. What? What? The new Paw Patrol? <laughs> the newest Paw Patrol got $23 million. All right, we could have left that out. What's next? <laughs> uh, Saw X was number two. I've heard really good things about that, and I will say, I as a kid, we got together in high school, and we all watched the first like three movies together, and I really liked it. And then they killed off Tobin Bell's character, and I was out. But I guess they brought him back for like Saw 6, 7, 8, 9, and 10. So he's How many in, have you seen? I, I am actually grinding through them with my girlfriend right now. For the okay. first time, I'm all the way up to six, and he's like in all of them, kind of. Saw X is is a prequel sequel. It's between one he, and two. Wait, which one of them does he supposedly die in? Three, in three. Okay, yes. okay. So you're saying me ten is in between one and two? Yes, it's in between one and two. Oh my god! I, I you know what? I'm out. I hate that out of a franchise. I hate that they're trying to do revisionist history here. No, I'm sorry. The events of one led to the events of two. You can't go back and they, you know what? They're trying to pull a fast nine on us, right? They're I, trying to pull a fast and furious bit. Dude, I, I saw saw has been doing that every single movie. They rewrite history every <laughs> single time. I, this is nothing new for them. 
<laughs> you know what was great though was what was it the American Pie or whatever movie it was where they had a fake saw and they had Doctor Phil in there. You remember that oh, bit? I think dude? that's a, one of the scary movies, maybe. Yeah, I think it's one of the scary movies. Now that was entertaining. <laughs> oh man! All right, anything else on the box score we should, should give a shout out uh, to? Number three, the creator, director Gareth Edwards. He made Rogue Ooh, One. I want to see that. Yeah, I want to see that. Yeah, uh, that's in theaters right now, yeah, right? Just just released. Yeah. So the first three all uh-huh. just came out. Uh, None two is in fourth. And a movie called The Blind made it in fifth, which I haven't heard of, but apparently it's the story of the Duck Dynasty people. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. Yeah, I don't. (laughs) I will not be watching that. I do want to see the creator, though. I mean, I'm – look, I love John David Washington. I might love John David Washington more than his father, which is Denzel (laughs) Washington, which is wild uh, to say. But every movie and TV show he's been in have been awesome. All right, I love Tenet. He was dope in that. Black Klansman's underrated. He's really good in that. He's great in Ballers. Uh, He's good good in a lot of different films here, and and so I'm definitely going to go see The Creator. That was Netflix here on AWOD Radio. Phone lines are open if you want to chime in. 833-804-0910. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Broadcasting live from Capital Ale House here in Innsbruck. Love broadcasting here every Monday. They took they take great care of me, and they're going to take care of you too. That's because happy hour just got happier. Monday through Friday from 3 to 6.30, $2 off draft beers, and they have an incredible draft beer selection. $3 off wine by the glass. $3 off liquor drinks. The best year might be $3 off of some of their food items on appetizers, right? Bavarian pretzels, Belgian-style fries, loaded fries, sweet potato fries, fried pickles, and five-piece wings. Five-piece wings for $3 off. You have to take advantage of that de- deal. That's happy hour. Just got happier at Capital Ale House. Any of their three locations in Richmond, Midlothian, downtown, or join me here on Mondays in Innsbruck. That's 3 to 630 I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. And joining us right now on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline, it's Matthew Paris, covers for the Washington Commanders for the Washington Times. So what's going on, Bulldog? No, nothing much. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So what are you calling this today? Are you calling it a moral victory Monday? Are you calling it a misery Monday? I've been saying it's a we learned a lot. We're going forward Monday. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think there is uh, more victories to this. It's more, you know, guys were disappointed yesterday, but it was a little bit more. Like, they played well. I mean, that, and that's kind of all you can ask for. I mean, you could ask for a win, I guess. But uh, they did play well against a team that made the Super Bowl last season. And, um, you know, there, some things went wrong, but um, generally they played pretty well. Yeah, uh, Matt, I, I would totally agree. I mean, look, I think you have to take a step back and realize, hey, this is a 2-2 two and two football team, and their two losses are to legit, legit Super Bowl contenders. The Buffalo Bills uh, blew us out 37-3. Then they looked the part next week, knocking off uh, a great Dolphins offense. Uh, and So that was awesome uh, for, for the Bills. So that loss doesn't look as bad. The Eagles are now 4-0, and but you battled right with them there and, and were able to get it into overtime. And, and so I think you have to look at that game and have a lot of positive takeaways and something you can build towards with Thursday Night Football against the Bears. I'm calling this a must-win game. What do you think, Matt? I mean, I don't think it's a must-win, but it would certainly ruin the momentum that you had from this week uh, if you didn't come out and kind of make a statement. You, you know, I mean, you think about the game last year, that was really ugly. 
Uh, Washington barely won. You know, I, I think they have a chance to make a little bit more of an impression this time around, especially because of how the dynamic between the two teams has flipped in just a year. You know, you think about last year with all the stuff going on with Dan Snyder, uh, with the year, uh, you know, and now that none of that's there, and it's the Bears that are kind of in uh, the dysfunctional uh, role here. So, you know, I, I do think they have a big chance to make a pretty big impression. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, speaking with Matthew Paris after the commander's three-point overtime loss to the Philadelphia Eagles. And and look, I, I did a box score breakdown earlier, and, and the biggest thing that sticks out, and there are a lot of things that stick out, like the commander's 8-17 of 17 on third down. You love that. Uh, Eagles only going 4-12 of 12 on third down. So the defense got some stops. Uh, but, you know, the biggest thing that sticks out, is A.J. Brown's nine receptions for 175 yards. He torched the commanders throughout the game, something that, uh, you know, I knew he was going to be good and a guy that they would target on third down, but I didn't think that they would throw it to him that often and he would be that open. What do you think was the biggest issue defensively for the commanders? Yeah, I think, unfortunately, Washington had a tough day. Uh, Emmanuel Forbes, in particular, had a tough day. You know, that they targeted 13 times, uh, he let up nine receptions for 197 yards. It, you know, you expect a first-round rookie to be able to play better than that, but at the same time, there were some growing pains there. So, unfortunately for him, he had the roughest day of his career, and Philadelphia picked on him. You have to be happy for Eric Bieniemy and the adjustments that he made uh, offensively for the Commanders. They looked like a completely different eleven-man uh, bunch offensively than the week before against the Bills. And, and the fast start was—that was one of my keys to victory. It really was. And and that's what's so frustrating about this game is it feels like we got two or three of the keys to victory, just didn't get the dub when it's all said and done. Uh, but look at this first two drives for the Commanders: fourteen plays, seventy-five yards. Eagles go right down the field. Offense doesn't care. We go another seven plays, 75 yards. Those two uh, first drives were perfect right by the script of Eric Bieniemy. Yeah, no, I mean, I really thought Bieniemy had a really nice game play calling-wise. Uh, relied on the run a little bit early. I thought Brian Robinson, even if the yards per carry weren't that great, uh, you know, he had some really strong runs, got in the end zone there. Antonio Gibson, you know, didn't fumble. Um, it, just a really nice kind of variety of plays, and I thought the receivers were really spaced out as well. Matt, what was your biggest takeaway from post game speaking with some of the players in the locker room? Like I, we played Terry McLaurin earlier, and it kind of felt like he was shocked that they lost the game because they played so well. And I think Ron Rivera even said that they were probably the better team over four quarters in overtime. It's just the Eagles got the win. Yeah, I mean, when you talk about no moral victories, I think that that's what's reflected in the players. A lot of guys were bummed out at Chase Young when we talked for, you know, a minute and a half, and he was pretty solemn and down. I think a lot of guys were disappointed that, you know, as well as they played, they didn't get the victory. And uh, I think, you know, Sam Cosme said it, that they were fighters, that it was a really impressive job by Sam Howell in particular. But how didn't really take you know that much comfort in him rebounding in the way that he did. He, he wanted to win that game. Absolutely. So now they've got a short week to bounce back before they face off against the Bears on Thursday Night Football. Were there any injuries that you need to report? 
No, not off the top of my head. Uh, you know, Quan Martin had an ankle, or Jahan Dotson also had an ankle, but he came back in uh, and finished the game. He said it was good afterward. I mean, we'll see how the swelling is, you know, kind of going forward here. They are in a short week, but, you know, Washington through four games here has been relatively healthy um, outside the first week where Chase Young missed it, but they haven't had anything too major. Was there any talk about Antonio Gibson, look, he, he did recover his own fumble, but this is now three fumbles in four games. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think so. I mean, it wasn't brought up uh, after the game. You know, Brian Robinson had one as well. Um, yeah. Terry McCormick recovered that in the end zone. But uh, they really need Antonio Gibson. He, he plays an important role for the team. J.D. McKissick is gone. Gibson serves as that pass catching, running back, that third down back that is on pass protection. So he has a really important role for them, and he needs to shore that up. And luckily, yeah, that fumble didn't uh, cost him. Yeah, and speaking of Gibson, there's one play that was highlighted by the broadcast team in which the Eagles blitzed. Gibson ran right past the blitzer and then turned around. You know, What do you think is the deal with that? I mean, was the play call, hey, run your route no matter what? Should he have stunted the blitzer? What's the play? Yeah, you know, I'm not really sure uh, without having watched it or, or going back to watch it um, or without talking to them too because, you know, you as much as you can infer based on your own stuff, it helps talking to these players and seeing what the responsibility was there. But uh, I thought Antonio Gibson overall had a, had a pretty fine game. All right, Matt, I appreciate you taking the time. Thanks a lot. Yeah, thank you. That's Matthew Paris, the Bulldog. Follow him on social media, at Matthew underscore Paris, the Bulldog, for his hard-hitting questions for the Commanders as the Commanders beat reporter for the Washington Times. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio on The Fan. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Every Monday, I broadcast live from Capital Ale House here in Innsbruck. And happy hour just got happier at Cap Ale. Any of their three locations in Richmond, downtown, Midlothian, or in Innsbruck. Monday through Friday, happy hour 3 to 6.30. $2 off draft beers, $3 off wine, $3 off liquor drinks, but also $3 off some appetizers like the Bavarian pretzel, Belgian-style fries, loaded fries, Sweet potato fries, fried pickles, and five-piece wings. The wings here are delicious. I get the burger all the time. They've got an incredible beer selection. This is the place you should be coming to watch Monday Night Football tonight. And there is a good one tonight as we break it down, and I give you the best and worst of Week 4 in the NFL on NFL Hits. Every regular season matchup, every head coach on the hot seat, the hit stories in the NFL, NFL Hits on A1 Radio. All right, Stubb, I want to go through some of the best headlines here. And give me a ding for this one. I love it. Unbearable. Chicago gives up 21-point lead, remains winless. Unbearable. Yeah, the Bears are incredibly bad. They were up 28-7. to Felt like Justin Fields had figured something out. He was running. He was throwing. They were scoring. And then in comes Russell Wilson and leading the charge for the Broncos they erased that 21-point deficit and win. Chicago now 0-4 with the Commanders giving them a chance to go to 0-5 Thursday night football. Kenny Pickett 
injured his knee after the Steelers' loss. I hadn't followed that um, that well. That's interesting. They're definitely got to keep an eye on that. USA Today came away, came up with their September grades, and that does include October first games in the NFL. And uh, I do think it's funny. So the Dolphins get an A, even though they lost to the the Bills. Uh, they are a solid team. The Cardinals got an A. Even though they're one and two, but they shocked everyone beating the Cowboys. They stayed in the game against the Commanders. Weren't blown out that badly by the 49ers. Josh Dobbs has, has looked decent. Uh, the Falcons got a B. The Ravens C+. I would give the Ravens a B-plus there. Uh, I think Lamar has looked like his MVP self here, uh, even though he didn't take any snaps in preseason. Kyle Hamilton seems to be a budding star. Yes, they've lost their running backs, but Zay Flowers has stepped up as a true wide receiver one. The Bills should get an EA. Now you got to go about the teams that deserve an F. And number one has to be the Carolina Panthers. Bryce Young is lagging. He just doesn't look the part. I, I'm... I know I'm kind of making fun of the Panthers because our program director, Zach McHugh, is a huge Panthers fan, and I say it tongue-in-cheek when I make fun of them, but Bryce Young looks terrible. He looks like a high school football player. They should be playing Andy Dalton if they want to win games because it doesn't make any sense. They're going to lose every game and get the number one pick, but then are you going to draft Caleb Williams? Are they going to trade? Are they going to draft offensive linemen? I don't understand that franchise. They're doing nothing. They deserve an F. Bears, 0-3. They deserve an F. I'm going to give an F. To the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, USA Today gave them a C because they did have that big Monday night win over the Rams, but that was a comeback win in which they did everything to win that game, uh, but they looked terrible. They've looked terrible in a few weeks. They're now 1-3 on the season. The offensive line is struggling. Joe Burrow doesn't look like himself. It has not, not been fun to watch the Bengals this season. I'll give the Browns, though, speaking of that division, a B-plus. Miles Garrett looks like the most talented defensive end in the history of football. It, it just seems like he's unstoppable. Um, and so you had Nick Chubb out, but you know what? The Browns were able to uh, you know, play decent without him. Still got the loss, uh, but was not the worst performance of the weekend. And we've got one game tonight, and we'll break that down right now. And I'm going to take out the FanDuel app here and place a little bet. You can sign up promo code AWOD as we splash some cash here on The Fan. It's time to splash some cash. If you're a sports betting sinner, this segment is a winner. Scores, lines, totals. Get ready to splash some cash with AWOD on The Fan. All right, so Jay Gruden, former Commanders head coach. He's been on this show before. He is a weekly guest on Grant and Danny that you can hear right here from 3 to 6.30. He's got a big bet that he likes for Monday Night Football between the Seahawks and the Giants. He thinks the Seahawks can cover the spread and also the under. The over-under is sitting at 46.5. He says, look, believe in the Seahawks for this game. He likes the Seahawks and the under 46 and a half. Here's what I like in this game. Anytime touchdown scorer, give me give me Tyler Lockett. Give me Tyler Lockett in this game. It does feel like anytime the Seahawks have a long touchdown pass, it's Tyler Lockett sliding into the back of the end zone, making the grab. That's at plus 155 right now. DK is the obvious chance uh, obvious answer at plus 130, but I think the Giants will do their best uh, to shut him 
down. I'm also going to look at passing yards. Passing yards for Geno Smith, it's set at 249.5. I think he goes over that, while Daniel Jones, I have him going under the 226. Jones might be able to run the ball successfully. I don't think he's going to be able to throw against Seattle and that strong defense that they're also going to get their starting safety, uh, Jalen Adams, back for this crucial Monday night football matchup. Um, I'm interested to see some of the other props here, like scoring two-plus touchdowns. That is an interesting one here. If you're looking at a guy like Darren Waller, Darren Waller. You know that the Giants are going to try to target him uh, if they want to stay in this game here. But look, as I'm giving out winners, I'm starting to realize something. And that is, I think the Seahawks are going to win this game. I don't even think it's going to be that close. Uh, The matchup predictor right now has Seahawks at 56.3% chance to win this game. Yes, it's a home game for New York at MetLife Stadium, but their offense just has really struggled this season and the defense has not been as good as they were last year the Giants are coming off of a blowout loss to the 49ers 30 to 12 their only win this season was against the lousy Arizona Cardinals in which they were down 20 to nothing at half look I told everyone I think this Giants team is good enough to win the division and I think I was way wrong about that. <laughs> I mean, uh, they do not have enough good wide receivers. Jalen Hyatt's been the only guy that stepped onto the scene that's done anything. Darius Slayton, inconsistent. Isaiah Hodgins, inconsistent. Darren Waller, inconsistent. Saquon Barkley has not been like at full strength and been able to do everything. Uh, Daniel Jones, the, the issue with Daniel Jones is decision-making. I really think he just kind of steps back in the pocket and he goes to his number one receiver. doesn't matter if they're covered. That's why you see him throw interceptions uh, this year. I I just I think this is going to be a struggling season for the Giants. I, look, I thought this was going to be good for them. I thought they would be 2-1 and one at this point, not 1-2 and two, um, with a tough test against Seattle. It's partially because of Daniel Jones' four turnovers. He has four interceptions this season. He just has not been good enough. It kind of looks like the product of Duke has regressed. And speaking of Duke, they've got a pretty good uh, quarterback right now in Riley Leonard. He might be better in the NFL than Daniel Jones. So give me Seattle to win this game. Give me Seattle to cover the spread. I like taking Jay Gruden's bet because he's been hot of the under 46 and a half in this game. Nobody likes a low-scoring Monday night football game, uh, but you know what? I'm going with a low-scoring Monday night football game. I do believe in the Seattle defense to fly around the field. Kind of think this could be a field goal battle uh, in this one. So give me the Seahawks to cover. Look, it's two and a half. I think they win by at least a field goal, but I'm definitely going to take the under 46 and a half. Look, Stub, I'm trying to give you some free money. Sign up on FanDuel right now. Use promo code AWOT. Place a $5 bet, and you might be able to win a lot more than that with some of their promo codes there. Uh, so it's easy. Just sign up FanDuel. Use promo code AWOT. Have you signed up on FanDuel yet, Stub? Or are you just letting me talk all this talk? I, I have not signed up yet. You know? <laughs> All right, look, it's easy. I know. Look, I know you've got a million apps on your phone, and now you're bragging about how you have a girlfriend, so she's <laughs> taking up all your time. I just want you to download FanDuel and use the promo code AWOD because that's what a member of the AWOD army would do. All right? <laughs> <laughs> 
I'll do that. I'll do that and let All you know right. how it goes. There, there we go. All right, last thing I want to mention, the Odyssey NFL Survivor Pool. A lot of survivors. A lot of survivors, Chris. I, I think you're going to uh, be a little bit upset at yourself here towards the end of the season that you're not still in it because everybody – Everybody advanced this week. Shout out to Lacey Horner. I mean, I I was kind of talking smack on her for picking the Colts um, against the Rams. And you know what? Oh, you know what? The Rams came back and won that game, didn't they? The Rams came back and won. Lacey's out. Oh, I feel bad. I was making fun of Lacey. The Colts look really good, but then they lost in overtime. (laughs) Oh, man. All right, so that's a good one there. But besides that, everyone else advanced. I went with the Vikings. I was so scared because, my goodness, Kirk drove the length of the field and threw a pick six, a 99-yard pick six. But you know what? Bryce Young is so bad that he turned it over and gave a fumble return for a touchdown right back to the Vikings as they went on to win the game. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. If you believe in Daniel Jones of the New York Giants, I want to hear from you tomorrow. I want to hear from you, 833-804-0910. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you, John. I appreciate you listening. You're listening to AWOD Radio on The Fan. It's Grant and Danny coming up next.